You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This A's Cast download is brought to you by Link Soul. Check out their spring collection. Go to LinkSoul.com and by Nest Bedding. Love where you sleep. Go to NestBedding.com. Rise and shine, A's fans. It's time to greet the day with extra base hit. From late nights at the Coliseum. Hits a right field and shallow trio of A's. Kept going out. Makes an unbelievable circus catch. A leaping, diving play by Tony Kemp. To early mornings with a fresh cup of Joe. Say, have we got time for a coffee before you go? That'd be nice. Splendid. Extra base hit will make your day green and gold. Plug on a fly ball. Well hit right center, but playable. Laureano near the track. Edge of the track. Makes the catch. And the Athletics get a great opening night win. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit here on A's Cast in the A's Radio Network. Jessica Kleinschmidt here, joined by Ray Jensen. Ray, I gotta say, we're coming off a very strong series win for the A's. Coming up on today's episode, we go over the last series win for the A's, which feels really, really good to say. Plenty of homestand announcements. We get you ready for the Pixar Drone Show. We talk about the PGA and Live Golf merger drama. Something very interesting to me. And we have our early starting lineups for the All-Star Game. Ray, I wanted to start off by talking about the impact the entire lineup had at the plate. We hosted the pre- and post-game show against the Pirates. And, you know, it was really cool to watch Jace Peterson remain hot. Brent Rooker returns to Brent Rooker form. Jonah Bride, my dude, the moment the moment he gets called up from AAA, just mashes at the play, and we can't talk about any of that success without Ryan Noda. I feel like that all alone offensively just made a huge difference. Yeah, Ryan Noda, especially in the leadoff spot, has been a plus for the A's this year. I know that's been Estuary Ruiz's spot for a majority of the season, but I think there's a definite debate at this point to just give Noda the everyday leadoff spot in that lineup and put Ruiz in that top three because, of course, he's tops and on base along with Noda, but Noda's on base percentage not only tops among rookies, but in the top amongst Major League Baseball. He's in the top five of on base percentage, which is just all around impressive. So I know we were talking about who is going to represent the A's as their all-star candidate, but I think there's a talk going around of there might be some multiple all-star representation for the A's in Seattle this year. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful thing to say. You talked to me about that a month ago. I wouldn't believe you. And yeah, you're right. A four four fifteen on base percentage that leads the American League an 888 OPS for Noda and it just the way that he has these bats like I salivate at the mouth watching them we talked about him because he has these eyes where he I could only assume the baseball looks like a beach ball to him and I would assume it's coming in slow he has the ability to work the zone and he's still a rookie yeah he's older for a rookie but and, and your AAA exposures with the Dodgers, you're going to learn a lot. But he's also relishing in the opportunity and not just his ability in the diamond, but he's able to just love the situation he's in. He loves the team. He even, I've told you, gave the media a little bit of a compliment. I'm just going to assume he just meant that towards me and nobody else. So I appreciated that. And it's really good to see. And, you know, he's is it too early to call him the an AL Rookie of the Year candidate? He should be in talks. 
Yeah, and it's not too long ago we had Estuary Ruiz in that same conversation. So it's kind of flip-flopping of Ruiz or Noda, and I don't think there's a wrong answer between the two, especially if Ruiz's speed and the pace he's on for stolen bases and Noda just all around getting on base. It, Townie says it all the time and quoting Moneyball, just he gets on base. And that is a value that I think is becoming more and more apparent as more people start paying attention to what Noda's doing with the A's right now. And one of my favorite baseball players gets on base a lot. You know who that is, right? Uh, I think you mentioned him a couple of times. I, I can see his face, but I, I can't. The name is, is escaping me. Mr. Joseph Votto, who is, of course, on the IL at the moment, but... I love him so much. I literally, during an interview, asked David Forrest if we could have him. I was just like, can you just like make this happen for me? Thanks. But you're right. It's the A's way. It's the Moneyball way. And I remember having a conversation with somebody. I wanted, I think it was Brandon Belt. And he's a big Joey Votto fan himself. So we, of course, bonded over it. And I said, do you think he's a Hall of Famer? And he's like, the dude gets on base, which sounds so simple, right? But you have to remember, we're in a league where that's a big factor because up until recently they weren't really stealing that many bases. It was kind of a factor, a characteristic, a skill that was being brushed under the mat. And I feel like we're finally embracing it once again. So to get on base is definitely an imperative part to success. And you mentioned Ruiz and you're right. He went 0 for 6 in that second game, but it was okay. It's like Ruiz, you deserve a little bit of a break because a guy who starts in the leadoff slot and is still getting scoring runners in scoring position, that's something to be said. And he's fast and he's able to take the ability and cover a bunch of ground in the outfield. Ruiz, take a breather, my friend. We're going to be okay. And I think that was important for those guys to step up at the plate and just dominate. And it was really cool to see that they were able to do that. And we have a really fun homestand coming up starting on Monday against the Tampa Bay Rays. The A's will be observing Lou Gehrig Day, honor Lou Gehrig's legacy and the fight against ALS at the ballpark on Monday, June 2nd. Every ticket sold through the special event link found on athletics.com slash tickets is 15% off and partial proceeds will benefit the A's local ALS efforts to help raise awareness and find a cure. Our own Sarah Langs is always on A's cast. She is an angel on earth and helped me so many times. She's a San Francisco girl. So she knows the Bay area. I know this will help out her and Stephen Piscotti, a former one of our players, his mom, Gretchen passed away due to complications with ALS and he's been an advocate as well. So ALS is touching everybody in the league, especially with Sarah. Coming up next, more homestand festivities, and Ray and I take a look at what's happening around sports. Reach for the sky. Our drone shows are back and better than ever. Get your tickets for a -a one-of-a-kind Pixar-themed drone show presented by Coca-Cola after we take on the Philadelphia Phillies on Friday, June 16th. Bring the whole family out to the ballpark and see your favorite Pixar characters light up the sky as you watch drones take flight during this dazzling post-game light show. You won't want to miss this. Tickets start at $10, so buy yours today at athletics.com slash drone shows. That's athletics.com slash drone shows. This is Chris Towns, and there are two things that are a must for me, comfort and style. Whether I'm playing golf, going to dinner, I've got to have the right feel. That's why I've partnered with Link Soul, and you're going to love Link Soul. They have just released their new spring line, new fabrics for their polos, lightweight and perfect for technical performance. Link Soul also has new styles for their layers and hoodies with cool prints and seasonal colors. You know what they say in the big leagues, look good, play good. 
Go to linksoul.com. That's linksoul.com. They got any just coffee? Now back to Extra Base Hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. The A's are proud to recognize and celebrate teachers who are making our communities brighter in the classroom with Teacher Appreciation Night on Wednesday, June 14th. Friends and family can honor their favorite educators through this special event link where every ticket sold is 15% off and partial proceeds will benefit the Oakland Public Education Fund. Their mission is to develop and invest community resources in Oakland public schools so that all students can learn, grow, and thrive. Bay Area teachers can register to receive a maximum of two complimentary tickets courtesy of the A's. If you're interested, head to athletics.com slash tickets and click on special events. Related, pay teachers more. Do you have a teacher who helped you become the Ray Jensen that I love? Yeah, there's there's a couple of teachers that have helped. And I, ironically, one of them is my dad because he used to be an English professor. Oh, wow. Uh, for William Patterson University. So bunch of classic literature, Beowulf, Edgar Allan Poe, Tale of Two Cities, you name it. My dad read it to me at some point or just nailed that information into me one way or another. So yeah, props to really all the teachers out there. My mom also was a classroom assistant down the line later in her career. Oh, she helped that. kids with special needs just get all the resources they need in the classroom and get the education they need in the classroom. So education has been a big part of my life and my family as well. So yeah, pay teachers more. And in fact, I just recorded a conversation Vince Catroni and I had with Ali Medina of the Oakland Public Education Fund. Not too long ago, they just gave away their one millionth dollar to Oakland Public Schools. They're doing a ton of great work in our community. So look for that conversation coming up on Tuesday, June 13th. Love that. My best friend in the whole wide world was a special education teacher at my at our, actually our old high school and she got a promotion where she goes now her current job after she got her BCBA was to go from school to school helping other teachers and how to direct their kids so she's just an amazing human being it takes a lot of patience and like I said pay them more on Friday from the big screen to the skies so stoked for this watch from the field as characters from Disney and Pixar's Cars Toy Story Monsters Inc and more light up the sky in this one-of-a-kind post-game drone show presented by Coca-Cola you won't want to miss this after your A's take on the Philadelphia Phillies on Friday June 16th grab your tickets today at athletics.com slash drone shows come out to the ballpark also on at 4 30 before each Friday night home game for drink specials, games, live music, A's cast live, and amazing views for happy hour located in the treehouse. Grab $10 tickets by using the coupon code HAPPY at checkout. You've seen the drone shows that the A's put on, right, Ray? Yep. It's one of the most beautiful, spectacular things I've ever seen, period. And I remember tweeting that once. I got a really nasty tweet saying, like, we need to go experience more things no i don't if i only saw a drone show my life is complete it's so unique and fun and different it feels like you're watching a movie up in the sky so with that because it's pixar this announcement we wanted to talk to you guys about the goat pixar movie if there is one because this one's tough why don't you go first ray and i think we agreed we can't just choose one yeah, you really can't just choose one Pixar movie as the greatest of all time. You have to have multiple favorites. Otherwise, I, I don't know if I can trust you as a human being. I agree. It's, yeah, it's just it's, it's some shady stuff. But <laughs> my my favorite has to be Monsters, Inc. Mm. Mike Wazowski. Yeah, exactly. 
because my it was it I liked it personally because I have a younger brother who's like six foot five, just monstrous in comparison to mm-hmm. me. So I he was Sully and I was Mike. So we, right. as on a personal note, we always liked that movie because we mirrored the relationship Sully and Mike have to our own. That's that's pretty mm-hmm. much how my brother and I interact in a nutshell. Then Toy Story is a close second because I love Buzz Lightyear and, and Woody. I, bo- I had both of the dolls and they were always like around my room when I was younger. And it was just one of those childhood movies you always have to quote. And it's even quoted in our marketing for it itself with the reach for the sky when Woody's mm-hmm. scaring uh, the bully out and saving all the toys from the backyard. It's hard to pick one. I mean, Incredibles too. Like, how do you not oh, pick that one. as well? The second one was eh, but the first one's a classic. It's hard to do a sequel in any movie but I feel like Pixar knows how to do it well. It's, I mean, you know, as well as you you possibly can. I'm right there with you when it comes to Toy Story. That started it all for me. That was, I don't know if I ever dressed like any of the characters, but I feel like that was when you started getting a little bit older and you could appreciate the Halloween dress. So definitely Toy, toy Story. But Cars, I can't leave out because Kachow, that's always a good one. And racing is near and dear in my family's heart. But my personal favorite, it's relatively new, is Inside Out. I feel like it's edu- you know it's educational, it's emotional, it's young and mature at the same time. And if you have Amy Poehler, I'm always going to vote for you. And so I think the, like those are really good. And the thing I like about Pixar movies is, like I said, there's a naivety with it, but also very mature and smart and relatable, which is why I liked Inside Out so much because it's like, oh, okay, the reason why I'm acting this way is because my little pebble isn't being taken care of. And then when it says, go find Riley, oh my gosh, Ray, like I, whew, I can't, I just can't. It just, it does it for me. But I really suggest you guys come out, if only for the drone show, because it's life-changing. I know it's a great way to have people our age. And if you have kids, you can say, this is what made me fall in love with Toy Story, Monsters, Inc. And speaking of Monsters, Inc., Ray, one of the things I loved about that movie was at the end of the movie, they had the bloopers, yep. which is the slow motion fall for me sent me as a kid. Because you know they had to put extra work in to make the bloopers, yeah. right? So it was just like, I can't believe they're doing this with an animated series. Like, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's so They're so quotable, too. Oh, yeah absolutely quotable yeah so like i said make sure you guys go out and watch that because it's oh it just gives me chills thinking about it i I can't even describe it just go and see it because it's amazing before we go over the weekend happenings you know i text ray last night begging him i tell you guys if you knew ray he is difficult to work with but i text him and i said you know some i want to discuss something that took place because aaron Rodgers is fine he's now the quarterback I'm sure his injury isn't much of an injury now. You have a quarterback, Ray, time for myself to have some drama. And that came in the form of Live Golf and the PGA merger. So essentially what took place, for those of you who don't know, is these are two different golf leagues who decided to merge together. And one's called kind of an evil one, which is Live Golf and the PGA. And since we just talked about Pixar... Imagine if, you know, those evil toys from, I believe it was Toy Story 3 with the teddy bear. And imagine those guys teaming up with the good guys, Buzz and Woody. And if they formed an alliance and all it had to do with was money, that's essentially what took place. So the really bad part is Live Golf is Saudi-backed. So that essentially is bad money. I don't want to say the word because it's a very, it grosses me out, but 
it's part of it. And also the PGA players didn't know about this merger until they saw it on Twitter. And I feel like if, if you're Rory McIlroy and you're the guy who's speaking out about this, saying, I hate live golf, and then boom, you have to take a step back. And then he really ate his words and said, well, in 10 years, this could be great for, for golf. So Ray, who would have thought there was all this drama for a sport like golf? Yeah, it, it's, it was kind of funny because when I thought about it, it's this is like when, because I'm a wrestling fan, and Co- Commander oh. Cody and I talk about it all the time. This is like when WCW folded and it was absorbed by WWE or WWF mm-hmm. at the time. It's kind of the same thing because P- PGA Tour and Live Golf were like public enemies against each other. They they disallowed anybody who joined LIV Golf from ever competing in the PGA Tour events again. So Phil Mickelson was out. Brooks Kepka was out. So now the question is, okay, now that you guys are in bed together, you're going to be combined into one entity. Are you undoing all that that you just said a couple years ago when Live Golf first formed? It's a little bit of everybody eating crow right now, and it's going to be interesting What's driving it all, of course, as you said, is money. So it's going to be interesting mm-hmm. how, how much pride is swallowed at the end of the day to kind of keep moving forward and how golf shapes out. I mean, McElroy is right. Ten years from now, this could be one of the best things that ever happened to for golf. But right now, it's a lot of confusion as to what this is going to look like because no one really even knows the details yet. But it's going to have a couple hurdles to pass, if I'm not mistaken, with government looking at it and antitrust laws. So it's interesting stuff because it's the business side of things that people maybe don't consider every now and then. And like you said, it is good for golf because just for me, who's trying to sell baseball so much, I like to sell the dramatic effect of it because people who may not like the sport will be intrigued by it. You know, I wrote about Greg Norman yesterday on the comeback, a retired golf pro. He's also the current CEO of Live Golf, which may not be the situation for much longer, he said that he doesn't anticipate any changes with the model for Live Golf on his side. But there are some conflicting reports saying that he's not going to be a part of the situation at all. Now, he started this whole thing and he's an entrepreneur at the end of the day. Like he just wanted to start this business of golf which for me, I think was smart. It wasn't smart that it was backed by all of this, but it is making the sport more, I guess, popular is the word. And they had the full swing documentary come out with Netflix, which has been really, really fun to watch. You're falling in love with Joel Damon and these guys. And that did it for me. That just kind of sent my golf appreciation over the edge because they're relatable. They're regular people. They're way cooler than me anticipated because at the end of the day, I started my relationship with golf thinking, how could this be interesting? There's a string holding back the crowd. But you talk to a lot of the guys that I cover for on the baseball team, Steph Curry will literally be obsessed with his golf round that he played the day before while he's sitting on the bench on the basketball court in the middle of a game. He'll be thinking about the round he played. So it's just super interesting from that. But yeah, it's uh, whew, some shady stuff going on. Portuguese Heritage Day is always a fun day at the ballpark, and it's back for the 2023 season. Celebrate with family and friends when the A's take on the Phillies. Every ticket sold through this special event link will receive an A's branded Portuguese Heritage hat. Partial proceeds will benefit local Portuguese nonprofits. For more information and to secure your discounted group tickets, and that include the special ticket giveaway item, head to athletics.com tickets and click on special events. Coming up, Ray and I are going to go over our way too early, but extremely accurate, all-star starting lineups. 
Ace fans need Friday night plans? Well, we got you covered. Get four tickets and parking for any Friday night game starting at just $49 with the Friday four-pack presented by Chevrolet. Save big and enjoy great matchups, post-game fireworks and drone shows, giveaways, and more this 2023 season. And he drills one to right way back and no doubt, and that quickly the A's have taken the lead second deck. Friday night tickets are available at athletics.com slash value. That's athletics.com slash value. We are right in the middle of major season on the PGA Tour. Hey, those guys are good, but it won't stop you from having a great golf outing at Cinnabar Hills Golf Club. Just a short drive south of fast-paced Silicon Valley, the 27 holes of championship golf will give you and your friends a full day of enjoyment. Plus, a great 19th hole experience awaits at the grill. Not only golf, but Cinnabar Hills is ready to provide a first-class experience for any event. Learn more at CinnabarHills.com, CinnabarHills.com. Back from our coffee break. Oh, my God. That is the best coffee I've ever tasted. It's time for more Extra Base Hit on A's Cast. Here's Jessica Kleinschmidt. Welcome back to Extra Base Hit. Jess Kleinschmidt here with Ray Jensen. We're going to go over our way too early but extremely accurate American League and National League All-Star possible starting rosters. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. So let's do it this way. I'm going to, do you want to go back and forth like catcher versus catcher, first baseman versus first baseman? Okay, cool. We're going to start with the American League. I have Adley Rutschman from the Baltimore Orioles as my guy. I think he's been fantastic at the plate. Great guy off the field too. Not that that matters at the end of the day, but I've loved what he's done for the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah, I'm in 100% agreement with you there. Adley Rutschman is my guy to be in the starting lineup for the American League at catcher. Another name to look out for is the Texas Rangers, Jonah Heim, though. He's been doing fantastic stuff. And also, of course, for connection to the A's organization. So I think he'll give Rushman a run for his money, but Adley is a franchise cornerstone for the surging Orioles, so I expect him to get the nod for the starting lineup. I agree. And I've had him on a show before, and he shot his shot to a former Bachelor contestant, which made me love him even more. He was like, I'm not, he's like, I don't feel bad that I shot my shot at a really beautiful woman. I'm like, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Good for you. He did it publicly over Instagram comments, so you know it was real. My first baseman I've got is Yandy Diaz for the Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah, I have to go Diaz as well. Guy, I I don't want to say he's underappreciated, especially now of how strong the Rays are and one of their than their records, of course, but I feel like this is his time to, to really shine, and I think he's going to lead the way at first base. I always got to consider Vladimir Guerrero, even though he's not having a huge power year. His popularity, of course, has to be marketed for this voting process, so I, I do think Diaz will get the nod, though. Diaz is batting 316 right now. Insane. 62 hits, 34 RBI. Um, I'm always obsessed with the first base battle for All-Stars or... There's always a first baseman in the battles for MVP. We're going to stick to the former A's theme as we go over to second base. Marcus Simeon continues to be consistent. A crazy hit streak right now. I think he beat out. He's actually, if he gets 28 hits, I believe, 
he will beat or 29 hits. He'll bit, beat out Gabe Kapler, who had 28 hits in consecutive games and not just the hitting itself, but you know, his past, he always wanted to be the guy to start at every single game at that point was he was playing shortstop 747 plate appearances. I talked to him about that before he said that he talked to Bob Melvin saying that's a very important goal of mine and he's done it consistently. So he's a guy where he will not only continue to start, but he can continue to play as well. And he's doing it in the middle of a very, very lucrative mid-infield with him and Corey Seager, who is also having a really strong season. I believe Corey was just named one of the MLB players of the week. Obviously, I could talk about Simeon until the cows come home. Very happy for him. Yeah, again, we're in agreement. Not different much here in our in our yeah. starting lineup. It's got to be Marcus Simeon. His yeah. year has just been spectacular. He's really leading the charge offensively for this Rangers team that looks like a legit contender for a World Series title. We'll see how it all ends up, but... You know, as an Ace fan, it's bittersweet, of course, to see Marcus exceeding not in a green and gold uniform, but he's such a great dude, so I, I can't help but feel happy for him, and I think he gets the nod at second base for the All-Star roster. I agree. Um, very much bittersweet. And the thing I love, one of my favorite things, him and Ken Korak are very smart, or very smart. They are very smart, yeah. very close. And I love that Ken calls him Marcus when he approaches the plate. And you could easily just say Simeon. You could yeah. easily just use his last name. He's like, no, here's Marcus. And he's done that while he was on the team and while he wasn't. So that's really cool. Um, we're going to just twist the knife a little bit more. We move over to third base because another former A who's been hitting the you-know-what out of the ball is Matt Chapman. And not just due to the fact that I think he's leading the league in doubles and his – what is he batting right now? 273, eh, whatever. It's one of those things where he's heading to free agency. He only signed a two-year deal with the Jays. He's heading into free agency, and every little thing that he does adds more monetary value to that possible contract. I do believe he's still a Boris guy. He is a Boris guy. So let me add even more money to that possible contract. And I love what he's doing. He's he's happy where he's at. We just talked to him last season. One of my all-time favorite interviews, He can he's much more of a talker than he lets on very happy for him Ray. yeah having a career year and a contract year is very beneficial as a player mm -hmm. so he's definitely going to reap those benefits if he can keep it up and again I think he will get the nod at third base I think Josh Young could be right behind him with the Texas Rangers he's having an incredible season as well but yeah Matt Chapman is having one of the best power seasons I've ever seen him have yeah and it's it's good to see not that we were ever you know anticipating the opposite but of course he's one of the def best defensive third basemen I've ever watched in person and I'm, I'm very happy for him. Shortstop-wise, I'm going to go Wander Franco. I feel like if you go with anybody that's going to constantly – there's going to be a lot of Tampa Bay Rays on this team, let's be honest. Whether they're starting or not, it's just going to be the situation. He's batting over 300 right now. I love the range he has. So that's my nod for shortstop. Yeah, Wander Franco can't go wrong with him. I like Bo Bichette as well in this spot. Mm -hmm. Another Blue Jay having a great season could be right along of his teammate and Matt Chapman in that starting lineup. But uh, yeah, I think the edge has got to go to Wander Franco. Outfield's pretty easy for me. There's that Aaron Judge guy. Um, he's not bad. Same thing, though. He's just been hitting the you-know-what out of the ball. And I think I covered him, wrote something on him last year. He still wants to hit those 60-plus home runs yet again. I know he's kind of battling some little injury here and there. That's going to happen when you have a nine-year contract with the 
New York Yankees. He's the reason there were budget cuts for some of the broadcasters there, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so that's kind of an easy play to call for me for Aaron Judge. Outfield, is one of them's got to go to Aaron Judge. He's having mm-hmm. a great year. He's already back on pace for one of his best career years, which was last year. So I don't know if he'll reach 62 home runs again, but I think it's going to be an interesting ploy to see really how much of value he is to this Yankees team. I think when he's out of that lineup, it's become apparent New York is not the same team in the Bronx. So I think that once again proves his value as an all-star and beyond. But I definitely think he's popular enough to get the votes for an outfield starting spot. A guy who always gets all-star votes, whether he is playing or not. Let's give him an 11th all-star selection for Mr. Mike Trout. Same thing when he's not in the lineup, it definitely shows. And I'm excited for him, too. It's going to be interesting to see what the Angels do this offseason without Shohei. But I know Mike Trout's doing everything and anything he can to keep him on the team. So that's my my guy for center field. It has to be Mike Trout. I penciled him, I think, before I even looked at anybody else. It's just yeah. a given that Mike Trout's going to be in the All-Star game in one way or another. So I, I think he starts as well in center in Seattle. The guy I'm so glad I don't have to pitch to is Jordan Alvarez. I'm glad I just have to talk about him. He terrifies me. If he's at the Coliseum, I just look at the pitcher and I pray for them. I'm like, look, dude, we know what's going to happen here. He did just land on the 10-day IL with an oblique injury. and We talked about this. Obliques are tough, man. You're either out for two days or seven years. There's really no in-between. So we'll see what happens there. I'm sure he'll be fine. He's rock solid, but that guy is just insane. And he just signed an extension very well worth the worth keeping him around for the Astros An absolute A's killer. I love me some Jordan. It's a guy you kind of love to hate as an A's fan because he's just so good and he just punishes the A's pitching staff. And he's punched every pitching staff really across Major League Baseball. I honestly debated putting him as the starting DH for the American League, but I have someone else in mind for that spot. So I put him in my final outfield spot with Jordan Alvarez. Speaking of DH, I just kind of am going to be a homer. And I feel like Brent Rooker deserves to be our DH, not just for us, but for the All-Star game. Hopefully this trajectory that he's on right now continues. He had one of the hottest Aprils I've ever seen out of anybody ever. And he deserves it. You know, he's a great guy. He definitely is, of course, opposing pitchers are figuring him out, but they usually do when you're hot like that at the plate. So hopefully he's figuring something else out now. And, you know, the A's have to send somebody, you know. And at this point, I think we're happy enough where we can say there's going to be multiple of them. But I think we need, like, a DH guy. Like, the A's have always been known for their DHs, whether it was Chris Davis or, you know, the Bash brothers, those types of guys. Those guys need to put the A's back on the map and why not do it in the form of somebody who just like yaks the ball. I hope I'm wrong and that Rooker does start at DH for the American League in the All-Star game, but I went with the easy pick and I went Shohei Otani at DH for Mm. the American League. He's always going to be in the conversation for fan votes just at the special talent that he is. So I I think he'll start at DH, but I would not be surprised at all if we saw Brent Rooker in the All-Star game in Seattle come July. I think he just needs at least not a red hot June Jess, I think he needs a, a, at least a lukewarm June at the plate to get those numbers a little higher, and I think he has a good shot. I agree, and I feel like something good happens for Rooker. Pitcher-wise, you know, I know we talked about Sonny Gray, so let's talk about Sonny Gray again. I loved what he's done. But Nathan Ivaldi, maybe Luis Castillo, he's been kind of the first month for him was really, really strong. But I've definitely appreciated himself or him – coming back to that 255 ERA 
And he has those goals. You know, he wanted to be the opening day starter. He did that. He wants to be an all-star. He wants to win a Cy Young. So his goals are lofty, but they're possible. So those are a couple of my guys. And then, of course, Shane McClanahan's been great as well. So he, those are my guys as far as pitchers go. I, I think McClanahan's going to get the nod to start again in the All-Star game. I, th- I think he's going to be the best possible candidate with just his numbers so far. I think Nathan Devaldi's a strong candidate. He's had an incredible year of Texas. Luis Castillo, another pitcher in Seattle. I mean, he's really shouldered the brunt of the pitching work in the starting rotation since Robbie Ray went down. So I think Castillo deserves a, a great consideration there. I think it'll go to McClanahan with the incredible season the Rays have. Agreed. Let's go over to the National League. And, you know, we're going to stick to former A's players because why not? Sean Murphy has been absolutely great at the plate. And he's doing it after, of course, signing that extension. Before he even set foot in Atlanta, he got an extension. So I really appreciated that. It was cool to watch him when they were just in town recently. He's all smiles. He was super happy and still has a lot of love for the A's. It's the one thing I will say about these former A's players is they very much appreciated their time with the A's, especially as young guys. And Murphy's just a guy that I'm glad I don't have to pitch to as well. Sean Murphy's not just having an all-star year. He's having an MVP style of year Mm -hmm. with the Braves right now. He's just smacking the crap out of the ball, as we said, if a lot of other former A's in the league right now, but Murphy's up there with them. So he definitely should get the start at catcher for the National League. If you're a former A's player, you're having a great year. I think we've decided that. Uh, My first base um, has to go to Freddie Freeman. I feel like the Dodgers haven't really been on the map. And I feel like, I mean, they're always on the map. But, you know, with the offseason of not having a lot of monetary means, but still dominating, of course, Gavin Lux getting injured, not bringing back Trey Turner, these types of things that occurred It's been good to see, not like we were feeling bad for the Dodgers. We don't feel bad for the Dodgers. But being able to see what Freddie Freeman was doing this season, um, he's also kind of doing the thing that Marcus Simeon's doing where he's starting a lot of games and he's being healthy, knock on wood, and some leading the league in doubles and and leading the National League in runs. There's always a positive when it comes to Freeman. Also a very, very underappreciated first baseman defensively as well. Freddie Freeman gets the nod for me at first base in the National League as well. And yeah, yeah, it's been a down year for the Dodgers. I think specifically in pitching, it just hasn't been what they has been in the past as dominant, but they still have that strong core in that lineup. And I, I have three Dodgers total in the starting lineup for the National League, and Freeman is one of them. And as I said, underappreciated defensively, steady offensively. Honestly, he would be leading the National League in average if it weren't for one gentleman in South Florida, who I have in the starting lineup as well, just crushing the ball and everybody in average right now. Yeah, and I feel like it's the same thing when it comes to these guys. We're not surprised, right? Of course, I have to talk about Arise, Luis, from Miami Marlins. He's batting, what, 400-something? Are you kidding me? And it's not like when Jonah Bride gets promoted and he's batting 1,000 in his first at-bat. Like, these at-bats have taken place. I absolutely love this. Give me those crazy numbers. I want it all damn day. I want people to pay attention to this. He also has, you know, it's on base percentage is the best in the league. And he's doing, he's becoming a well-rounded player. So it's like, cool, you have a good at, good batting average. No, no, no. He backs it up with the power. He bats it up with having those smart at-bats like we talked about 
with Ryan Noda. So that's my guy. That that guy's going to be the highlight of the season for sure. He's doing stuff that I think has become somewhat of a lost art at the plate where he is just hitting it where the defense isn't. And it's one of those things where it's easier said than done. He's not looking for the home run uppercut swing every time up to the plate. He's like, okay, you're going to give me a base hit to left. I'll take it. You're going to give me a double to right. All right, I'll go with that. It, it doesn't result, of course, in a lot of great home run highlights, but that's fine because it's resulted in the Marlins being the number two team in the NL East right now. So he's doing a lot of stuff right, and you would love to have Luisa rise at the plate, not just for the All-Star game, but of course, the World Series, and we'll see if the Miami can get that far. But he has been fantastic at the plate, and defensively as well, underrated at yeah, second. just a well-rounded, great player. But his... He's at a 947 OPS and actually has 316 batting average last season led the National League. So he's creating and continuing that momentum, which is so hard to do. I'm a firm believer in post-MVP, post-All-Star year hangovers, and he's definitely not having one. Third base was kind of difficult for me because I feel like there's a lot of guys that you can kind of argue that should be there. But I'm going to go with Nolan Arenado. Um, I just I love the guy. I love the chemistry he has with his players. The Cardinals definitely have had a season that they weren't anticipating heading in to the beginning of it all. And I love Nolan's approach. I'm glad he's with the team that appreciates him. Um, and so that's got to be that's got to be my guy for third base. Yeah, you can't go wrong of Nolan Arenado. Definitely one of the smoother third baseman in baseball today and probably of all time honestly of just the way he can hit and field but I'm gonna have to go with I, I teased it I had three Dodgers in the starting lineup for the National League this is my second and Max Muncie who I think yeah. is sneakily having a fantastic year at the hot corner for the Dodgers so I, I think he'll get the another nod. former A yep. another former A he's one of my top favorite Max Muncie's for being honest no, 69 strikeouts. He's got my vote. All right. <laughs> uh, shortstop. I'm loving what Dansby Swanson's doing. I feel like when it came to Dansby, when you start for a new team after being this beloved member of a team for as long as, as he was, you're going to get some criticism. Don't don't get me wrong, but he's he's made it look very, very easy. And shortstop for the National League is kind of, um, there's not a bunch of power and not there's power there's not a high batting average there for some of these guys but I'm really appreciating what Dansby Swanson's doing especially for a Cubs team that you know we we saw them and they've they've seen the pressures that we've had to deal with there's always pressure to sweep the A's which is kind of a thing that I've been hearing around the league not a great thing to hear but I've loved what Swanson's doing Dansby Swanson's having a really nice season with Chicago who is they're, they're just a feisty team or the Cubs. Their record is not fantastic, but they have a lot of great players that they're trying to break through what has become a surprisingly tough NL Central. The Rising Pirates and the, and the Brewers are not going away anytime soon, but I like that pick. I'm going to go a little homer because, of course, I grew up a Mets fan, and I'm going to go with the corner piece at shortstop that is Francisco Lindor. And you talk about shortstops not having a ton of great power numbers, but he is one of them. That is for sure. His power numbers have been really solid this year. 11 home runs already, 63 games, 42 runs batted in. Average could be a little higher. He's currently hitting 220, but that can peak up, I think, by the time July rolls around. And Francisco Lindor just loves to smile and loves to play the game. That's what you want in an all-star game. He does have resting smiley face, and I really appreciate that. Also, my favorite all-time clip is with his little daughter, winning Buck Showalter. That's like the coolest thing I've ever seen. You're right. I'm right there with you. Outfield wise, this is kind of cool. So when we had Acuna Jr. versus 
Este Uri Ruiz, the two fastest guys in the game when the Braves were in town. So it was cool to see them go up against each other. You were, you were wondering how many bases were going to be stolen throughout that series. And like I told you earlier in, in the show, I think having a guy steal, stealing bases is something that is kind of a lost art. Acuna is not paying attention to that. He's also it's 28 stolen bases. That's leading the National League. So he's going up there with, with Esty, and he's coming you know rather quickly. He's batting 332, right? Like, that's insane. That's my guy for the outfield. Yeah, you talk about a guy who's a complete player, and it doesn't get much closer to that definition in Ronald Acuna Jr. He has the speed, he has the power, he has the fielding, and he, he really leads the way in what is an already stacked Atlanta Braves team. And he didn't need these new rules to be encouraged to steal bases. He's been doing this before the new rules were in place this season. So, yeah, a no-brainer that Acuna is going to be part of the, the starting nine for the National League. And I'm glad you said that. I don't think the bigger bases are making a huge difference as far as what these guys were going to do with, with it or without, right? Like, cool, they're the size of pizza boxes now, but if they were the size of a mini pizza box, people would still be stealing bases. I like Mookie Betts in the outfield as well. He's always kind of a shoe-in for me. Yeah, my third and final Dodger is Mookie Betts, just because he, along with Freddie Freeman, I, I think are the anchors in that lineup, and I think he just... I can't really remember a time Mookie had a super down year. He's had down years to his standards, but he's still a down year for Mookie Betts is a great year for some other guys. So I I think Mookie gets the nod as another one of the outfielders for the National League. I would be a happy person living a down year as Mookie Betts. I would. I would. Uh, My last outfielder who would be the starter would be Juan Soto. I like what he's been doing, and like there's a lot of adjustments for the Padres. The Padres aren't having the season I anticipated them to be. I do believe... We talked about it. I wanted them to be my NL West winners, but he's also having some smarter at bats. He's being more disciplined at the plate. He's got a lot of walks. Obviously, the power is there. He's a fun player and 9.05 OPS. So he's his numbers are climbing up where he needs to be. I think he's going to continue his career with the with the Padres as time goes on. I love me some Juan Soto. Yeah, I think Juan Soto will be involved in the All-Star game, but I don't think he's going to be in the starting lineup and outfield. He's going to be the starting lineup, Ray. I think Corbin Carroll will get the final nod for outfield in the National League. Part of the young, rising Arizona Diamondbacks. His stats right now, 300 batting average, 26 walks, 27 ribbies, 11 home runs, 15 doubles, has a triple, 62 overall hits for the young guy, only in his second year in the majors. Just it all adds up to what I think should be a no-doubt all-star pick for Mr. Corbin Carroll. He's also a former A's cast guest. We did have him on the show. He's wonderful, and I and I asked him about his speed. And he said, I have to calm it down a little bit because I keep running into the fence. He's like, I keep like bashing into the fence. It's like worrying me for my health. It's kind of like SD getting hit by the ball, like Mark Cannon getting hit by the ball. Great. There's a skill there, but like we're worried about your health. I'm right there with you. I love me some Corbin Carroll, and you're right. So, and actually, we're going to stick with the pitchers. I love me some, and or the Diamondbacks, I should say. I love me some Zach Gallen. Guy has been dominant in the past, but I feel like since there's finally more spotlights there for the Diamondbacks, he's been able to show that off as well. And just along with some of these specialty pitches that he possesses, he's winning a lot of games. I know we don't care about which or pitcher wins, but that's also a nod to what the Diamondbacks are doing. 
not he's also not giving up a lot of home runs, which has been pretty cool to see. So love me some Gallon. Yeah, I think Gallon's a great pick for the the National League, and I think he has a solid chance to start. I'm gonna go of a sneaky pick to start the National League All Star rotation. I think it's gonna be Marcus Stroman. He's That's having good, an yeah. amazing year for the Cubs. He just earned Player of the Week with the Cubs too. Yeah, you're right. Like he's definitely having a strong season. I also think Logan Webb could be a guy that may be giving some of these starters a run for their money. And I know we didn't really go over relievers, but I can't talk about relievers without talking about Josh Hader because that guy's just insane. Yeah. Like, and pl- and plus, plus if relievers, you, you kind of don't know if it's going to be like a last minute, they have a hot June and all of a sudden, Oh, they're, they're the all-star now. So it, it'll be, it's interesting to see how these rotations and these bullpens mix out. I think there's a couple names we'll see. I think Felix Bautista is a no doubt for the American league. He's just been lights out for them. So I, I think it'll be interesting to see a couple younger names, I think, this year. I forgot to mention my National League DH. I have Nolan Gorman from the St. Ooh. Louis Cardinals. Huge power numbers. I happened to cover him a little bit with the Peoria Chiefs a few years back. And he's definitely under, not going to say underappreciated, because I feel like it depends on who you ask. Very smooth swing. I love what he's doing and a tough team to impress or tough fans to impress over there with the Cardinals. So I love that head over to the ballpark on Sunday, June 18th to make this father's day one. You will always remember, be sure you and the special father figure in your life, get to the ballpark early to grab a one of a kind A's Hawaiian shirt as a gate giveaway before the A's take on the Philadelphia Phillies. This may shock you, Ray, but Dallas Braden went through a Hawaiian shirt phase in high school. Does that surprise you? No, I'm not surprised at all. I didn't think so. The man is a fashion enigma. He is. Every Sunday this summer, kids cheer free. Ace fans ages 14 and younger are invited to the ballpark on Sunday. Home games for free. Root your favorite green and gold. Root for your green and gold and stay after to race around the bases on the same field as your favorite A's players. For each regularly priced ticket purchased, adults can add up to two additional free tickets. Tickets will be delivered digitally via the MLB ballpark app ray we did it we made it through another episode of extra base hit that's another good one in the books lots to talk about as we get closer and closer to the end of the first half of the season a lot of surprises i think in terms of who is contending the pirates among them the team that the a's were just beat this most recent series but you know the brewers coming up and we have the rays and the phillies we mentioned it on the post game show a couple days ago it's not getting easier in terms of opponents for the a's but I think with the progress we've seen along with at the plate, and I think the pitching staff is starting to come along, the bullpen's getting some more confidence. It'll be very intriguing to see how the A's perform against some contenders that are going to be around in September and October. And if the A's can compete, it's going to build a lot towards confidence in the future. Yeah, and we talked about it. Like, we, Do we think the wins matter even more if the wins are against a team like the Braves, like the Pirates? And I think that they do. And the thing that's really cool about that is – and you've seen Bring It On. In order to be the best, you have to compete against the best. And I feel like this is not an easy test at all for the A's. And I think across the league, every single team has something going that's going to be difficult to go up against. So I'm excited for this series. I love the Phillies. I hope I can get all the interviews as possible. Maybe John Cruck will return for the for A's cast. I'll try to get him on and we'll see what happens. It should be good. 
Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I especially seeing the crew of the Rays again. Uh, I always have a connection with Tampa Bay Rays. They were the first organization to give me a shot in Major Aww. League Baseball as an intern fresh out of college. So I'm happy to see those the Rays radio crew again. And just it's warms my heart to see them succeeding. It's like they kind of mirror the A's in a lot of ways of how they do their baseball operations. So it'll be kind of a somewhat of a homecoming, even though I'm not going to St. Pete. The Tampa Bay Ray Rays. Perfect. I love that. Thanks for tuning in to Extra Base Hit. We'll see you at the ballpark. If you're looking for a new mattress, Nest Bedding has you covered. Sleep on the same mattress Hall of Famer Ricky Henderson sleeps on. Nest Bedding is the number one brand of online mattresses and the Bay Area's favorite mattress store. Take home the Easy Breather Pillow. The New York Times calls it their number one pick. You can navigate their easy news website, nestbedding.com. That's nestbedding.com. Green and Gold fans use the coupon code Oakland and you get 10% off your entire order. Nest Bedding, love where you sleep. This is Chris Townsend, and if you're looking for a great place to eat and watch games, go see my friends at the Chicken Pie Shop at Walnut Creek. The Chicken Pie Shop is one of the hottest restaurants in Walnut Creek. You're not going to find a better menu, and come try their world-famous chicken pie that has been served in Southern California for 86 years. Spacious indoor and outdoor dining, perfect for your next private party or corporate event. Don't forget free parking. For more information, go to chickenpieshopwc.com. That's chickenpieshopwc.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics.